Rebbe starts the next sikha by saying that we discussed in the past that even stories of the Rabbeim, since they told the stories, surely there is some sort of lesson in it, especially a story that's um, related to Askanas Tziburis, to communal activities. And within this itself, there are stories that they told publicly, there are stories that they told only privately, and then there are stories that they didn't tell at all, and therefore we don't know about them. There is a story that the Balai Lula, the Friedrich Rebbe, told about himself, and as far as I know, says the Rebbe, he told this over only privately. And this is a story connected with his work in communal um, activities during the time of Tsarist Russia. During that time, for a number of years, the head of the government, the prime minister, was an anti-Semite known as Stalipin which excelled in his hatred to Yidin and his terrible decrees that he placed on the Yidin. Everyone knew that he looked for every single opportunity to harass the Yidin and to hurt them in every single way possible. The person who Stalipin had, wor- had learned from in, his, um, in the conduct of matters of government, the person who Stalipin looked up to and um, took his opinion very much into consideration and was influenced by him, was a general Pavadinostsov, that even though he himself was also quite far from being a Jew lover, nevertheless, since he was a religious man, uh, he considered all religious people, Lahavdul Osarabonim, he uh, gave them honor and respect. And it was known by all of the communal activists that if there was no other way of achieving something by Stalipin to annul a decree, so the way to go about it was through this Pavidinostsev, who Stalipin very much um, respected. During this particular time, Stalipin was considering making a new decree, which the Rebbe Rashab, the father of the Friedrich Rebbe, found out about through his Yidin, through his people in the capital city, Petersburg, and started looking for ways how to um, annul this decree. When the Askonim, when the communal act- activists in Petersburg notified that they tried every single possible um, means to try to influence Stalipin and those around him, and it absolutely had, um, there was no use, it had no effect whatsoever, since he was very stubborn that, to make these decrees. So as it happened in the past, when there was no other way, the Rebbe Rashab told his son to free the Rebbe to get involved. Now, in order to um, be able to deal with this, the Friedrich Rebbe had to be in the place where things were going on. So the Friedrich Rebbe traveled to Petersburg to try to figure out, together with the activists, what's possible to be done. And it was decided to try to deal through this particular general, Pavidinostsev. After some effort, this general agreed to have the Friedrich Rebbe over by him because of the special attitude that he, that he had towards religious people, to a rabbi, and especially a leader in religion, because even though, for a number of reasons, the Friedrich Rebbe was officially registered in the government as a merchant, as a businessman, however, when he came to Petersburg during that time, he came as a rabbin, as a rabbi. The Rebbe says on a side note, the Rebbe relates that on another opportunity, the Friedrich Rebbe related regarding some of his journeys together with his father, the Rebbe Rashab, traveling out of the country to various different um, places for cure, etc. 
That one time the Rebbe Rashab had to travel as a merchant, and the Friedrich Rebbe traveled with him as a rov. When they came to the station at the border, so the officers at the border, so they acted towards the people that were traveling first class, in, according to all of the manners, and they gave special honor to rabbis, and not to the merchants. So it turned out that the Friedrich Rebbe, who in this particular case was the rov, was given a very honorable seat, and they offered him a cigarette, and the Rebbe Rashab, who was the merchant in this particular case, remained standing. The Friedrich Rebbe would usually not smoke in front of the Rebbe Rashab, and surely there was no, never a situation that the Friedrich Rebbe should sit and the Rebbe Rashab should stand. But in this particular case, the Friedrich Rebbe couldn't refuse. He couldn't push off with this special honor that his officers were giving him because he wanted to find favor in his eyes, in their eyes. Generally, when he traveled out of the country, the Friedrich Rebbe would often buy very, very precious for him and rears for him. And in order to get them over the border, he had to find favor in the eyes of these officers at the border so that they shouldn't hold back these for him. And therefore, when the officer um, honored him and offered him to sit down and offered him a cigarette, he didn't have a choice but only to sit down and to smoke the cigarette. So in this particular instance, the Rebbe Rashab, so to speak, um, caught him, if we could say so. And the Friedrich Rebbe was describing the enjoyment of the Rebbe Rashab, looking and watching how the Friedrich Rebbe is sitting. The Rebbe is actually sort of smiling when half when he's saying this, the Friedrich Rebbe was half sitting, half standing, and sick and smoking a cigarette, and looking at the at the tax um, officer to find favor in his eyes. But anyway, he's getting back to the story at hand. The Friedrich Rebbe arrived to Petersburg as a rabbi in order to meet with this uh, general Pavidanostov. However, the only time that the general agreed for an appointment with the Friedrich Rebbe was Friday night, the night of, the night of Shabbos, after his uh, dinner, after supper. So after, with difficulty, they managed to organize this appointment, there was no other choice but to meet in the time that was set by him on Friday night. At this time, this general, Pavidonostov, was living on the outskirts of the city, outside of Petersburg, a number of parsois, a number of miles outside of the city. Since at that time, he wasn't filling an, an official, a formal task in matters of government because of the change of governments and kings and because of his advanced age. And generally, in that whole area, there was no Yidden living at all. The city of Petersburg, the capital city and the surrounding areas during that time was outside the area where Yidden were allowed to live. And if inside the city itself there were some Yidden allowed to live, those that were businessmen and doctors and things like that, and sometimes through them it was possible to, uh, for other Yidden also sometimes to be able to be there, but however, um, and the outskirts of the city there was definitely no Yidden living. So Shabbos during the winter in Petersburg comes in about 4 o'clock or maybe even earlier. So the Friedrich Rebbe had to find a place where he was able to spend all of those hours until the time of the appointment. Because he definitely couldn't stay in the streets of the city because of the tremendous cold as well as the danger. And so to after the appointment during the whole Shabbos, Kodesh, until after Avdallah, he'll have to be somewhere. Only then will he be able to go back to his place through a wagon, through a coach. Now, since there was no Yiddish houses in the whole area, there was also no hotels, and even if there was a hotel there, because of the 
the government's decrees that Yidin were not allowed to be there, there wouldn't be a, so Yidin wouldn't be able to stay in the hotel, not at, not not like in the hotels in the city, where somehow you could manage to find some way to stay. So the only play where he, place where he was sort of able to stay, and 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 during this time was in a bar even though he would have to then stay amongst the Russian drunks and pretend as if he is participating with them. So they'll put down Russian mashka in front of him. He's going to pretend as if he's drinking. And this is going to go on for 24 hours, especially on such a special day on Shabbos Kodesh. In addition to the fact that there's going to be the Sakana being amongst these drunk goyim, which were known for their hatred to a Yidin, to a Jid. And so the Friedrich Rebbe sat in this bar for a number of hours until it came the time for the appointment. And after he managed and was successful in what he did, he returned to this bar and spent over there also the whole Shabbos Kodesh. Now surely the Friedrich Rebbe was not trying to brag Chas to pride himself by telling the story. Because in addition to the fact that the Friedrich Rebbe is Bechlal Natshayach to the whole union of Gaiva, so if he was interested in publicizing the story and in, in priding himself with it, he would tell the story publicly to show his great power, etc., what he achieved. But the fact is that the Friedrich Rebbe told it in a way that I don't know, says the Rebbe, if there's anybody up until today that knows the story. And probably this is the first time the story is being told publicly. So obviously the story is a hero, is a lesson. But by first prefacing that seemingly, if you want to make a calculation, seemingly we could ask that there, this kind of conduct doesn't seem to make this seem to, seem to fit, because we have to figure as follows: if in Beis and Shomilo is paskind, that this gzeda, this decree against the Eden is going to happen, so seemingly no sort of effort by any general is going to help. And if it was paskind up above that this decree will be nullified then it would happen even without the Hishtadlis, without the effort of the Friedrich Rebbe. Now, even though it's true that usually we have to do something in the way of nature, and this is the keli to bring down the Hashpois from above, as the Apostlech says, Hashem blesses you in everything that you do. Hashem says we have to make a keli in which the bracha of the Ebishter shall come. However, this doesn't mean that we need to do things of sakonas, nefashis mamish, and giving up on matters of Kedusha, of our Nefesh, of davening with a minion, of getting an Aliyah to the Torah, of saying a Maimar Chassidus publicly, learning Torah for oneself, or in public. So seemingly, what, kind, what room is there for this kind of Mesiris Nefesh? So the Rebbe says, yes, that's true, that's a correct Cheshben, and it even has a place in Shulchan Aruch, and therefore, we wouldn't instruct anyone to do this. However, when the free Dikad Rebbe heard that there is such a decree, and there's such pain for the Yidin. Klal Yisrael, and a community of Yidin, or even individual Yidin. The Rebbe says, I don't know the details, whether it would have been Xayra on all of the Yidin, or on individual Yidin. But this affected him so deep to the essence of his soul, that there's no room for any calculations, and he did all of this, even on doubt, maybe he will be successful to be Mavatal Xayra. And this is the Ira to all of those that go in his path, and that listen to his voice, that when we get us any sort of information about the pain of a yid, whether it's physical pain and spe- specifically spiritual pain, about a person that is so in- deeply involved in the vanities of the world, so far from the Abishtan from his Torah, and that's his trouble. But because of the true union of Avas Yisrael, the other yid's tsar, 
the other yid's pain has to touch us so deeply, and then it's obvious that we'll do whatever we can without any sort of calculations, even if there's only a doubt, maybe we'll be able to help him. Yes, it's true that if one thinks about their own situation, their own state, and they think about what they still need to achieve by themselves. So you might say, I don't have time to go and do with somebody else, and especially to go out there and spread chassidus on the outside. When a person knows about himself, that from his head to his foot, there's no part of him that's complete. In other words, there, he has so many different issues that he himself needs to complete. He has to complete areas, he has to fix himself up in the area of intellect, in Chabad. He has to fix himself up in his feelings, in his midos of chagas, of both of his heart and all parts of his body. And so too in his thought, speech and action practically. To such an extent that even if he spends days and nights, he still won't manage and finish off all of his avoida. So when we tell this person, forget for yourself for about yourself for a half hour or an hour and get involved with somebody else. So then he starts thinking to himself and starts making a calculation, but first I need to make sure I have a tefillah b'tzibur, I have a minion to daven with, and learning it barabim and all the other things that I'm missing. So how could I possibly have time to think about somebody else? So here is the lesson of the, from this story, that when a yid hears about the pain of another yid, he has to do whatever he can without any sort of calculations at all. Even if because of that he's going to be spending Shabbos Kodesh in a bar amongst Goyim. Even though on his own, he's not a person that has any shaykhs to the world. He has to lower himself down to the world to do these kind of things in order to fulfill the shlichus of the nasi hadoir, or to use the terms in earlier brought in the Svabrengen by the Maimer, that you can have a situation of a yid, that his neshama is on the level of oilamu atzilus, one neshama coming from another from the world of atzilus, like in the generation of Moshe, and therefore, he's a person, again, this is discussed earlier in the Maimah, that he's not even Shaykh to the name Tzvois, which is one of the lower names of Hashem. Rather, he has to work on himself to be Tzvois Hashem. In other words, that the idea of Tzvois should be secondary to the Indian of Havai, which is Hoya Hoya Ke'echod. Havai represents that which is completely higher than nature. Nature is divided into past, present, and future. And here is a person that's seemingly completely higher than that, and he has to work on himself to lower himself down to that. But nevertheless, this is what he has to do. And we, as we find also by Moshe Rabbeinu himself, he hears the cries of the Yidden. The cries of the Yidden that is, that is coming because of their hard work with the mortar and the bricks. In the literal sense, hard, difficult work that breaks and crushes the body. And this takes him out, this takes Moshe Rabbeinu out from his place, brings him to the lowest place of the world, the Mitzrayim, to spend time to deal with Pari Melech Mitzrayim and his magicians, and with all the Makis of Mitzrayim, all to nullify the Xerois and to take the Yidin out of Golos. And the same thing is true regarding the extension of Moshe Rabbeinu in every generation, all the way to the Moshe of our generation, the Rebbe, the Nasi Hadoir, and so to regarding the Moshe in each and every Yid. That since Moshe Rabbeinu is the shepherd of the Yidin, he plants inside of them from his own style of Avoidah, that every Yid has the same attitude, that when you feel the pain, the cry of another Yid that needs some help, whether it's spiritual or physical, so that's a sign that this is the Avoidah that's needed from you right now to go ahead to nullify a decree, to take a Yid out of Golos, to take a Yid out of the trouble that he's in at that specific time and place. 
And even if because of this you're going to have to give up on your own Shabbos the way you would like to have it. And have to spend time in the worst of the worst places like in a bar amongst these drunken people. And to pretend as if you're even participating with them. So as said earlier, earlier in the Fabrengen it was brought on the Pasuk by Yehibishalach Pariyasom. That the word Vayihi usually represents an expression of pain. But nevertheless, as a result of this pain, of what the Yid is being involved in, this itself is the way to bring other Yidin closer to the Ebishter and to affect, whether it's a little child or an older person, that they should all be on the level of Zokin, to be able to acquire wisdom, to be able to receive the Torah in a Pneumius and, 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 and bring it in, inside oneself. Says that this is the lesson from the Moshe of our generation to each and every person of the generation not to be affected from the fact that sometimes it's needed to lower oneself down temporarily from one's high level in order to save a yid from his trouble. And another point is that one needs to know that it's not the tzara, it's not the trouble of another yid. Rather, you have to consider it as if it's your own trouble. As it says by Mordechai, when there was the trouble for the Yidden, it says the Mordechai heard, Eis kol asher karahu. Karahu means that which happened to him. In other words, as if it's happening to him personally, Mordechai, the head of the Sanhedrin, because one needs to realize that if he would be perfect, then there wouldn't be trouble by other people either. As it's known what it says in the Tikkunei Zoyer, that if one Sadiq would do his avoid perfectly, then he would immediately bring down the Gula down here, down to earth. So in other words, one needs to look at it in a way that other Yidin are suffering in Galus because I didn't do my Avoida perfectly. So this is the Pshat, when another Yid has Tsar and Sarah, I need to realize it's part of myself, Asher Karahu, I need to fix up what I can. Says that based on this we could explain something very, very surprising. Regarding the stick, the staff that Moshe Rabbeinu had, we find that it was engraved, in it was the ten makris of Mitzrayim, Dam Tzvardeya, etc., or in the abbreviation, the Tzachadash Bachav. Now seemingly it's wondrous, surprising, regarding this particular stick, it says in Perkin Rabbi Lezer, that was taken from Gan Eden. In the Pasuk it's referred to Mateo Alikim as the staff from Hashem. In other words, it's an union of godliness. If that's the case, what kind of connection does it have with the ten plagues of Mitzrayim to such a holy stick of Hashem that's taken from Gan Eden? But the explanation is that how could one really take and connect with Atzmus and Muhus, with the essence of Hashem? So the only way is if one does not stop himself even from lowering down or from going down to schlep a yid out of the worst part of the earth, out of the worst part of the world, even if he needs to deal with such things as Dom Tzvardeo with the Ten Makas all the way to Makas Bukhairis. And only then could you hold this staff of Hashem and split the sea into 12 parts for the 12 Shvatim so they should all be able to go to the mountain of Hashem to receive the Torah serving Hashem at the mountain of Har Sinai. To such an extent that even those that Kriyas Yamsev didn't affect them, that they should throw away their Avodah But even they were affected by Har Sinai that they heard Anoichi Hashem Olekecha because at, at, at Har Sinai, all of the tumor of the Yidden stopped, of all of the Yidden, without exception. But in order that they too should be able to come to the mountain of Hashem, to hear Anoichi Hashem Alekecha first, the spleen sits, sea needed to be split. Even though at that very moment, they were still at a time of, as again explained earlier in the Fabrengen, that they were on a level of Nar, of a young child, or a young man, or even on lower levels. Nevertheless, even for them, the sea split. 
And we say you can make taste chomer at Mitzrayim at Eden of Lois. That just like when you see us Mitzrayim, we saw these wonders. We're going to see wonders similarly to this. In the Gula Asida from this last Golos, through conducting ourselves in this way, both regarding ourselves as well as regarding others, not to stop ourselves from going to wherever we need to go. In where we have to use that stick, so to speak, to be able to achieve what we need to achieve. And through that, we transform it into a mateho elikim, a godly stick, through which we split the seas and we split all of the things that are blocking and concealing and stopping between a yid and receiving the Torah. And we receive the Torah in a way of limud, learning that brings to action, mice of a poil in all of our ten faculties and all of our three garments of our nefesh, which is thought, thought, speech, and action. And we bring it down to all ten types of hidden, all the way into even the most simplest matters, that the avoidance should be in a way of and that every single thing that we do, we should know Hashem.